because you're a female founder of a non of a tech company and you're not technical. You need to have every I dotted and T crossed in your business plan for people to believe you. I'm like, wow. And that was the best advice ever. Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about building scalable tech startups in sunny Western Australia. My name's Charlie Gunningham. And I'm Carly Norman. And in this episode, we're talking with Lucy Cook, founder of Visual Logistics Software for Remote Collaboration Space Draft and recent Startup of the Year winner of the 2020 WA Insight Awards. Yay! Hi, Lucy, and welcome to Startup West. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm a big fan. Great, great having you. Can you uh, briefly tell us about Space Draft, what it does, and how it's all going? Certainly. So, Space Draft is a cloud-based web app, B2B2C, SaaS. Um, it's a visual logistics software. So, it allows anyone to communicate any plans for time, space, and action. So, we make planning fun and sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard planning referred to as that. Have you, Charlie? Not at all. So how do you make it easy to, to use? And to people watching this, they've got no visuals, okay. so good yep. luck. Yep. Paint a picture. Okay. So essentially everyone has an idea in their head about how they want to run something. So your daughter's wedding or your sister's party or a mine site, and you've got an idea in your head of how the space is going to change over time, but how do you communicate that to someone else? So essentially we invented a medium, which is a space draft, to allow anyone to simply and visually articulate what was in their head of time, right. space, and action. Right. And so it almost becomes a verb, like, I'll space draft this to you. Yes, that's exactly right. Have you exactly seen right. my space draft? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Just send me the space draft. Right. That's and it. And where are you at with it? You've been doing it a couple of years? Yeah, yeah. So um, space draft was founded in 2016. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been quite an exciting journey to get to this point. Basically, I was um, on set in New Mexico. Uh, I was working on a film called Soldado Sicario and I had a script and I had a storyboard and I needed to communicate with my team. But I had a laptop, an iPad and a phone and a radio and the radio died. Oh. So I thought... Oh oh my gosh, if I just had a SaaS platform that could allow me to show the plan for this space with everyone else, that's that's when I knew I had to build it. Right. Okay. Because how? what are people doing traditionally? What's mm. currently being used? In, in the absence in, of space drive. Yeah, yeah, in things like film and, and general logistics to fix this problem right now. That's what's so exciting about <laughs> space draft is <laughs> that um, the equivalent is – essentially a PowerPoint uh, with superimposed graphics and then you flick through the slides and that's how you relay the plan. So very static, not very collaborative. Exactly. It's not static. It's not collaborative. Mm. And it also, you can't amend it in real time, which is what you can do with Space Draft. Right. So you can have a team of 10 people all over the world, 100 people all over the world planning a an event. It could be a virtual event or a physical event and you're able to see the same plan for that space, whether it's virtual or physical, mm-hmm. and everyone's on the same page. And so you, you started it in 2016 yes. on your return to Perth mm-hmm. from Hollywood, it sounds like. Yes. Right, where you were for 10 years, and you experienced this problem and thought, wouldn't it be great? So you came back and you thought, I'm going to attack that problem. Right. So um, I always love movies, mm-hmm. and um, 
there's a bit of an interesting story about how I ended up, how I got into movies. But right. WA was always the foundation of that. I was on kids TV. Um, uh, Paul Barron, who's an amazing um, figure uh, within the arts community of West Australia, he uh, did um, Ship to Shore, Parallax, uh, Stormworld and Street Smarts. And so I actually acted in those TV shows as a kid. And um, it was a lot of fun, but I, I was more excited about what was happening in the crew than on uh, in the how it was all being put together. Yeah, right. The logistics, like how does the costume girl know to grab that kid before the lighting guy comes in and moves that crane? Right. So it was all about the synthesis of the orchestration of space, and I was just fascinated hmm. about by it. From behind, from in front of the camera, you were more amazed about what was happening behind the camera. Yes. So the um, one episode, one director, his name's Mark DeFreeze. Mark, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love Mark. Um, but love Mark. Mark, um, he said, Lucy, your job is not to watch. Your job is to just do what we tell you to right, do. Right, to act. Hmm. And I said, well, mate, doesn't look very organised to me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where it started. And you were how old at this stage? Twelve. The precocious twelve-year-old. <laughs> I was yes. telling the director. Yes. You're just disorganised, mate. Yes. You need yes. a system, and I'm yeah. going to build it one day. I'm going to build it one day. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so, where are you at? You've mm-hmm. got a product. You've got people using it. You've got revenue. Where, where are you at at the moment? Yeah. Right. So um, we built the prototype, and then did the Microsoft Village Roadshow Accelerator in Melbourne. And that got us to Taiwan, this great uh, competition called Computech, uh, which we did very well at. And then we got a a little bit of seed to build the MPV. And we knew we had to test that as Mm. anyone who has a SaaS platform, testing, testing, testing. (laughs) Um, and, And Curtin University were incredible. They knew what it was that I was wanting to build and they said look we just want to test this with you uh and that That's was good to hear because they're one of our sponsors <laughs> so yay for Curtin yay University, for Curtin University. <laughs> so was <laughs> that <laughs> Ignition where I met you last year was yeah, that yeah, yeah 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 so Ignition beautiful Danelle oh my gosh Danelle, Danelle Cross. Cross fellow co-host of this podcast oh my gosh yeah. Danelle and love Rowan Danelle. Rowan yeah Rowan yeah Rowan McDougall um and the whole amazing Curtin team they're basically they didn't think I was a nutcase, which a lot of people can think sometimes because I talk really fast. But Kern was just like, no, we want to get this in with the right people. And mm. they basically partnered with us and they wrote our first check, um, All right. which was very exciting. And we ended up working with the 3D design students uh, using Space Draft. They used Space Draft through the whole of COVID to map out their 3D ideas for games. Because Fantastic. they couldn't come into uh, the campus. Right. So they were able to remotely build their games from home using Space Draft and their teachers could mark their ideas for their games in Space Draft. And what was the feedback like? Yeah. The feedback was great. I mean, like with any MPV, it was buggy and there mm. were a lot of things that could have been done better. So we just took that feedback and adapted. And at this point, I was able to build, an, um, well, my amazing team of devs, uh, who are just absolute weapons and there's nothing I wouldn't do for them. Um, so now we basically have this awesome feedback from Curtin and over 3,000 other beta testers um, and now we're just uh, refining refining the product. But we do have some very exciting enterprise customers um, 
that are going to help us get to launch. You've got universities and schools, I think, as well. Absolutely. Using so, it. Yep. So Hale School. Uh, we love Hale School. I used to teach there, so that's good. Oh, <laughs> you're you're love choosing Hale the right clients. You really Doing are. Well. Selecting them beautifully. There you go. Um, <laughs> love Hale School. Right. Um, I have a personal connection to Hale School as well. And right. um, Scotch has been great. Penross has been great. Um, really, our goal is to have 500 schools by this time next year. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Wow. And obviously, off the back of all of this success, you've also won Startup of the Year this year. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. What was that experience like for you? Um, it was amazing, also for the team, the validation that, you know, they took a huge risk in joining me. I didn't have a lot of money to pay them, but they trusted me and they knew that we had a bigger purpose, uh, mm. which was to uh, alleviate the stress and pain of miscommunication. And because we're purpose-driven, we get together for stand-up and it's basically just gushing about why we're doing what we're doing, which is to basically break that boundary of confusion between people. Right. And it's actually interesting that you bring that up because you founded a tech product and a SaaS platform as a non-technical founder, which a lot of people find quite intimidating. Mm. It's intimidating to found, That's let hard. alone found a technical product. How have you navigated the jump between working with a technical team when you yourself have a non-technical background? That's a great question. I was lucky to see how badly it could be done in LA. <laughs> <laughs> in 2016, I was, um, I was uh, asked to be the COO of a, um, a 360 camera company. And what was crazy was uh, my boss was a very eccentric um, difficult person and there was no order and but you had these brilliant tech people and because you know in the film industry I was basically the onset VFX coordinator and data wrangler so I my job originally it was working for the movie stars directly but then it was for the studio and then it was as that kind of link between the tech and the talent so I knew how special everyone was on a set and how everyone needed to be spoken to in the language that they understood. It's like, you know, the Dale Carnegie saying, bait the hook to suit the fish. Mm -hmm. um, that, you're that good at herding cats is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, great at herding cats. Especially so. ones with massive egos. Right. <laughs> right. I, I also studied behavioural science, which right. helped as well. Mm. Okay. So, so yeah. not having a CTO co-founder was not really an inhibitor for you. you. You managed to get your dev team in Perth. I think it it would have been a lot easier to have a founding co well have, yeah. a, have a co founder who was a CTO, but it just didn't work out that way. And I think the more I read and the more I learn about other startups and their journeys, and I've done three accelerators now, so I feel I know a bit, <laughs> um, which is good. I don't regret any of them, but um, I had to learn the hard way. Just you know how difficult it would be to build a SaaS platform without your devs in house. Now, you're from Perth originally. Correct. Perth born and raised. Yep. I think seventh generation. Is yep. that right? Yeah. So whereabouts in Perth did you grow up? And um, well, so um, I went to PLC. Yeah. Um, and my family basically, they were in the wheat belt, so farming, oh, so right. Tamman. Um, shout out to Tamman. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so but school, I was it was quite unconventional because I was on TV. So I of did course, Monday right. Tuesday rehearsals, Wednesday I went to school, Thursday tech rehearsals and fr Fridays was kind of filming. How did you get into TV? Um, 
I was, um, there's an amazing woman, probably the most remarkable woman in the world. Her name's Nerida Moore and she has an acting agency called um, well, RGM. Um, and Ned uh, basically found me and put me through classes and became my agent. Right. And, and I just love her. So you were doing drama classes and acting in school plays and then got yeah. spotted by her and then... Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. But I was kind of... At school, I was a total... I, I never knew where to sit. I found that the whole girls' school thing really confusing. Mm. So I just sit in the library and I read books on movies. <laughs> um, that's yeah. really it. And in the theatre, like I'd have my lunch on my own in the theatre and just look at an empty space and just imagine what could be in that empty space, which is the foundation of space. Wow. Really. It's like your right. life's work was leading up to this, right. wasn't it? Yeah. Everything was pointing in this direction. Mm. Yeah. So what happened after school? After school, uh, went to VCA um, and Ormond College, Melbourne Uni did that. And I was doing my master's and a cinematographer approached me and said, Luce, I hear you're the girl that knows how to get things. And I was like, oh, gosh. And um, it turns out there was this movie being made in Perth. It was called Son of a Gun. And Ewan McGregor was in the movie. Mm-hmm. And they needed a hustler, someone to just sort out things. Get stuff done. Get, yeah. get, get stuff done. Yeah. And I'm glad I didn't sweat. That's <laughs> um, all right. Get stuff done. And so I ended up saving that film a bunch of money, right. just, you know, setting up free like ferry rides to Roto, free accommodation, free mm. boats, free cars, just about contra deals, you know. Mm. Everyone needs something mm. and I just hook people up with the right people. And then that producer um, was one of the most amazing men I've ever met uh, called Tim White and he essentially said, Lucy, you should go to Sydney and you should work in, you know, the industry in Sydney. Right. And so I went over to Sydney and spent six months banging on doors Basically slept on a friend's couch mm. and waitressed at night, worked at Alana Hill in the day and just <laughs> basically hustled. And ironically, there was this one opportunity to waitress at a prison, uh, just an odd job as anyone wow. who tries to make it. Yeah. And um, I'm at this prison and the job was to walk the, ush- the audience in. So we did. And then the other ushers started eating the food and drinking the drinks and I started cleaning the prison kitchen. And this woman comes out of the play trying to find the toilets and sees me in this, like, you know, Alani Hill dress with big ribbon, red lipstick. And she's like, what the hell are you doing? And I said, I'm here to work. I'm just cleaning. She said, can I drive you home? And turns out she was one of the most connected women in the film industry on the East Coast and got me my interview for my big break, which was as the director's assistant to Alex Proyas, who directed The Crow, Dark City, I, Robot. Um, And so I then started working with him for over two and a half years. Is that how you ended up in Hollywood? Yeah. And then you worked famously with Mel Gibson as his PA, is that right? No, I was in Mel Gibson's team and then when he signed Vince Vaughn, uh, they said, Luce, we need you to be on Vince. So You're on Vince Vaughn? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So That would have been entertaining. Yeah, (laughs) I love Vince. He's an amazing genius on camera. Uh, Vince... Um, was she taught me so much and basically geared me up for LA mm-hmm. and encouraged me to go over there. But of course, didn't offer me a job. Right. Um, I I then <laughs> saved uh, and basically got a ticket and slept on a friend's uh, spare mattress uh, in LA and then basically just did the rounds. But the studios had promised me a job. Lionsgate right. had promised me a job. 
uh, if I stayed six more months, eight more months, another year working oh, at right. Fox. But then when I got to LA, there was no job. And it was the the women, the assistants who were the gatekeepers to the people that had promised me the job. And the women mm. wouldn't let me pass. Right. So how'd you get in? Uh, persistence. Persistence, yeah. Yeah, that's it. But I think that's... Because you had 10 years there, right? Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty um, pretty tough. But we we managed to make it work. And um, mm. I ended up uh, working for a VFX studio in Venice Beach. Uh, and that was an amazing opportunity. They ended up flying me out to set all their movies, basically liaisoning with the studios. Right, amazing. It's really interesting, actually, everything that you're talking about, how you made it happen for yourself in Perth mm. and in Sydney and then in the US as well, it's persistence and hustle, the two key things that keep coming yep. through in the way that you've gotten where you've gotten. When you came back to Perth and you had to approach the local fundraising and startup scene, would you say that those two elements were really key to getting Space Draft off the ground? Yes. So reason I came back to Perth was, you know, I think, I knew I had to be around love and family and just support. Um, I don't think I, I could have made Space Draft just winging it on my own in another city, another country, even though I felt like LA was home. I had, you know, the electric car, the American boyfriend, this, mm-hmm. that is, you know, I knew that Space Draft required that discipline and concentration that I had when I was acting and I knew that Perth was the home for that um, that bubble to really be able to focus. But my dad told me, and my dad's a serial entrepreneur himself, but he he essentially said, Luce, you need to do a business plan and you need to spend six months on your business plan. I'm like, Dad, haven't mm-hmm. you listened to like the cool startups? And like, no one does a business plan. He's like, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna succeed, you need an an off the off the internet government business plan. That needs to be boring, but that's the only way you're going to get investment from people in Perth. And I was like, why? He goes, because you're a female founder of a non of a tech company and you're not technical. You need to have every I dotted and T crossed in your business plan for people to believe you. I'm like, wow. <laughs> and that was the best advice ever uh, because um, it made me do the hard work and the boring stuff. Mm. Uh, it's all very well having a great idea, but unless you can actually build out that strategy from the get-go, and this is before we had a prototype. Mm. And so after that business plan, I got 17 and a half grand from rattling the tin around Perth, and then that helped me afford the prototype, which got me into the Microsoft Village Accelerator, and then it's just on from there, and that was in 2017. Right. And you, I came across you, I think, last year, so 2019. Mm. You were going up to the Curtain Ignition Program in Singapore, the first time I'd run mm, it there. Correct. And then you came down to the full program here. Yes. So that must have been after the Microsoft thing. Microsoft was, uh, yeah, a year before that. Right. Yeah. And since then, you've then built the product and you have now got customers and startup of the year. So the last year has been quite, quite amazing. Thanks, Charlie. But, you had a huge deal to that well, because you you were so. that you were that you were my person at Ignition. I think you were in my little group. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's, that's right. right. Yeah. So here so I am. Look at that. You're so proud. I know. <laughs> well, so, I'm so lucky and fortunate <laughs> to be here. And you know, it's the relationships of people like Charlie in the community of WA. You know, who who are willing to listen and willing to give you the advice. And I remember, if you remember Charlie at Curtin. Mm. 
I had to pitch mm. and my pitch was, it was terrible. One of the people on the, you know, panels came in halfway through my pitch and then the slide thing broke and then, and I was there like three <laughs> hours early practising for this submission oh. thing and I come out there and I'm crying. Charlie's like, Lucy, where there is a will, there is a way and you have got that will. <laughs> so I was like, thank you. And by the way, I spoke to the panel and they said it wasn't a bad pitch. Oh, well, you're always going to be a worst <laughs> critic, aren't you? It's true, you are. exactly. Yeah. You are. Yeah. What, what do you think of the startup scene here? You, you, you came into it two or three years ago. It didn't exist when you left. Right. Mm. How did you connect into it as, as someone new to the scene? Brilliant question. So I knew how it was done well in LA and how it was done well in San Fran and I kind of looked for mm. the kind of the inklings of they're, they're serious about this because I feel there's a lot of startup theatre. You know, there are mm. a lot of people trying to make a buck off people with an idea yeah. Um, and I'm really lucky that I've managed to navigate around that by meeting great people such as yourself, Charlie, who are, re you know, legit and true to their word. But, you know, there are a lot of people that just want to waste your time. Mm -hmm. I think there isn't a fund for female founders that's run by women. There are in Sydney, there are in Melbourne, but there isn't one here. I'm lucky that I've met some dynamic, beautiful, wonderful women through my life and I've maintained those relationships but I think there are, yeah, I think when women help other women, anything's possible. And, mm -hmm. you know, through my experience of getting through those assistants in the Hollywood world, you've got to always have the benefit of the doubt that someone wants something more than what you think that they want. And just, yeah. it's, yeah, you've got to be a bit tactical, but just kind and honest. Right. So it sounds like you've managed to find your people within the Perth ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Do you currently have mentors and advisors that are helping you on that business journey? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, through the accelerators that I've done, uh, finding out where my strengths and weaknesses are and then finding strong advisors to fill those roles. Um, my wonderful investors, uh, they definitely have domain expertise in specific fields that are adjacent to my own and they each uh, coordinate and collaborate very well together. Mm. Um so, yes, absolutely, I do have beautiful mentors. Uh, yes, very lucky. <laughs> and what would you like to have known mm. at the start that you know now, yep. you wish you'd known when you started about this whole startup journey? Um, what have you learned along the way that useful to know at the beginning? Routine is really important. I mean, I run every morning and I, um, I have a beautiful, I've got an amazing boyfriend uh, and I think just having the stability of su that support when you're running a company as a woman is really important. Um, I think just, uh, yeah, just don't waste your time with people. Uh, I mean, this sounds like BS really because I had to go <laughs> through it to learn it myself. Mm -hmm. But everyone will eventually is that there are people that just want to figure out who, you know, they want they want a coffee date or something. Right. And you mm. just got to know you've got to do it. But look for the red flags of they're wasting your time and then just don't have another People meal. who are real and people who are not. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. So I guess bumping that forward then as well, in five years' time, what does success look like for Space Draft? Uh, well, big smile on my face. So Space Draft mm. is the go-to planning tool for, um, for special computing. Uh, with the gaming, with the future of gaming, the trajectory of where it's going, you know, I want kids to be able to ideate their ideas for games in Space Draft and, and share it with their friends. And Space Draft will be the go-to software to communicate plans for any any space. Physical and beyond schools, presumably, organisations yeah. can use this. Anyone planning anything 
Anyone really? planning, you know, digital assets in the mines, mm. um, a lot of tactical response units are excited by it, construction. Mm. But then, you know, it's B2B to C, so the consumer at the end, the long game are the creatives. So, you know, we don't build and design in a bubble. People that love sound need to eventually collaborate with people that are visual artists. So with Space Drive, you can collaborate in real time on the cloud. So our goal is to basically replicate the studio system that mm. I was so used to in Hollywood of you have a set, a stage, and you've got all your different departments that come together on the stage. We're building that in the cloud. And I, it doesn't I, exist. I've just thought of a question, and it's without warning, it's not about startups, but from your knowledge 10 years in Hollywood, COVID must have absolutely smashed them, right? How on earth are they adjusting to that? Do you, have you got any idea? What, and are they just on pause until people can go back into cinemas again? Or yeah. do you think something's going to change permanently now in that whole studio system? Well, it is. And I, you know, shout out to Cade Greenland at Ernest Young, who's doing a lot with the Docklands in Melbourne. He's mm. building the virtual studios out there. Also, shout out to Mandy Price, who's doing the same in LA for Sony. So um, there are some amazing people, and they're just two, but you know, virtual sets, I mean, that's been in the pipeline. We used to build, um, you know, motion capture stages, what well, we still do, for any budget of a movie over $100 million, just, you know, for security of insurance. Um, so the tech of virtual stages and virtual sets has been going for a long time. Mm-hmm. VR, you know, pops in, but I see that, you know, good five years out from being actual, you know, really, really good for movie production. Um mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, so what they're doing is building a lot more of these virtual sets. So Space Draft is a tool to allow virtual production to take place more efficiently without having to have everyone in the same room is one of our core objectives. Right, fascinating. Mm. Okay, we're going to finish with a rapid quickfire round. So the first okay, thing comes okay. into your head. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, no. And Callie's <laughs> going to start. All right. Lucy, what's the most important factor that makes a successful startup? Passion. And enthusiasm. Yeah. Founder as a solo or founder as a team? Founder as a solo, best thing ever. Can't recommend it more highly. <laughs> <laughs> who should we interview next? Oh, well, Gemma Green from Power Ledger, who I absolutely yeah, adore. We've, already, we've done, her. Gemma. We've done her. I couldn't, uh, the beautiful Olivia Humphreys. Who is the episode before you. Oh, okay. Excellent. All right. So wow. we've done that. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, I think, oh, you've done. Um, uh, a young, what? Um, Tom Young Tom from Utrecht. Yes, Yudu's done him. isn't he wonderful? Oh yeah, yeah he's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love his brother Ben Young. Actually, the director. I think Ben's ah. great because he's got his finger on the pulse in a lot of different projects. Uh, but um, Tim White as well, who's one of the most amazing producers in the world for movies, and what he's doing with Screen West actually, um, and his latest movie, The Furnace, uh, Roderick um, McKay, I think. Uh, so yeah. The Furnace was shot last year and that's Penguin Empire, the production studio locally. So Tim White and his daughter Georgie, they're committed to doing so much for the West Australian um, community of of filmmaking and production, particularly with virtual sets because we have a huge advantage here Mm. of being able to have crews together, whereas you can't in LA. You can't have over 50 people on a set. So um, Tim White, absolutely. Tim White. All right. AI, like it or loathe it? I can't afford to loathe it. Right, got to use it. AI is is going to change everything, but we just need tools to communicate the right things to AI and we truly believe that Space Draft will be the foundation for Mm. how human beings are able to coordinate plans and instructions for AI. 
If you were at a bar, what would you be ordering? I don't know. It depends on the bar, but my boyfriend <laughs> by default, he always just says Chardonnay and it needs to not be bright yellow. Right. Yep. So, right. Yeah, good old Chardonnay. A nice oaky Chardonnay. Yeah, an oaky Chardonnay, that'd be it. What does self-care look like for you? I, you run every morning, so presumably that's part of looking mm-hmm. after yourself. Um, well, I'm lucky my beautiful mom and my family are very kind of yogi-ish and spiritual. Mm. I pray. I, that's, you know, that's just a part of my personal um, thing. Whatever that looks, you know, it's having a spiritual component mm-hmm. is important. Um, but I definitely think, yeah, running, uh, good, good sleep. But we've got a bunny at home at the moment. I think having a pet. We've got oh, this nice. rabbit for 10 days. These the, We found these lesbians <laughs> yep. on the internet who live around okay. the corner who were like, we've got this rabbit, can you look after it for 10 days? And it's called Ninch. So I'm, okay. so, I'm so excited to get home to my bunny. Just having a pet, I reckon that's oh, good. Oh, that's great. I like that a lot. Um, and what are you reading or listening to right now? Oh, well, I love um, I love the 20-minute VC. Mm-hmm. Yep, Harry yeah. Stebbings. That's my podcast of choice. Apart um, from this one, obviously. Apart from this one, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, I'm reading uh, ooh, a couple of books on my bedside at the moment. I'm reading Swan's Way by uh, Proust. Wow. I, oh, wow. Yeah, keep up my classics. Okay. Yeah. That's very, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've read it before, but um, yeah, my boyfriend snores, and if I if I go if I go to bed reading <laughs> I go to bed reading Proust, then I know I'll not off soon. You're so out. it's easy. Oh, thanks, Lucy. I want to wish you and your team at Space Draft all the very best for the future. Thank you Fantastic. so much. Awesome. And thanks to our sponsors. Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by support from the wonderful Space Cube co-working spaces where Cali works, the New Industries Fund from Jitsi, Curtin University, mentioned already, the City of Perth, a relatively new sponsor, along with RSM. We recorded this podcast at Rift Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth in Western Australia. Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite podcast platform so the latest episode will wing their way to you automatically to your device. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. And we like reading out reviews. So on uh, Apple Podcasts, the wonderful Shannon Ziegler, another fantastic woman in the startup scene, wrote this review. Such a great way to stay connected to what is happening in the Perth startup scene. Super accessible and a pleasure to listen to. Thanks for creating the magic. Oh, thanks, Shannon, and thanks, Lucy. It's been absolutely great to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure.